The entire team at Emsolation want to acknowledge that we are gathered on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We want to recognise that we are recording and telling our stories on the stolen land of our country's first storytellers. We wish to pay our respects to all Wurundjeri elders and ancestors and to extend that respect to any First Nations peoples who listen to Emsolation. We recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's continued connection to the land and waters of this country and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Always was, always will be. And if there's a poncho, a boomer and a white wine, you know there's going to be some sliding later on. And Michael Lucas. She's she's like, I'm a powerful, confident woman, but sometimes I just want ham. This is Emsolation. Think about it as a thirsty, middle-aged woman watching it. Okay, yeah, maybe that's my problem. You're in Emsolation. Well, how are you? Thank you for being here on this Thursday or whenever you're choosing to listen. This week on the pod, you're getting a Taylor Swift movie concert review that goes for approximately 57 hours. Then a Shaka Khan live review from me that also goes for 57 hours. We talk about John Hamm's sexy cameo on The Morning Wars with Jennifer Aniston. Michael and I have very differing opinions. I just want to let you know there's a lot of heterophobia going on today. I'll tell you right now. We also briefly touch on Britney's autobiography. Look, I'm still waiting for it to download, I'll be honest. I keep refreshing my Audible. My Audible app's like, all right, bitch, you've barely touched us for 12 months. Leave us alone. She's not there yet. I'm still waiting. So unfortunately, I'm so, so sorry. There'll be no live readings from me slash Britney today. But next week, oh my goodness, I'll have read it twice. I'll listen to it. I'll be in and around it. I'll probably have it memorised. Don't hold me to that. But that will be next week. But there's so much here today for you to enjoy. So much Taylor Swift action. We have our very own resident Swifty, James, my videographer. We turned his microphone on. And um, Michael offended him quite a few times, I just want to say. <laughs> I just think, I, to Michael this week, I say, you in danger, girl, because I think he might have crossed the line a few times with some of you twist, twisties, some of you Swifties. I don't feel like I've not earned Swifty status. I say this as I sit here in a Travis Kelsey Errors Tour T-shirt, <laughs> even then I don't think I've earned Swifty status. I'm a Taylor Swift enthusiast. I'll put it that way. All right, that's enough from me because you've got a big old chunk to get through now. I hope you're well. Looking forward to seeing you all at the live show on December 3. Grab your tickets. There's still some available. Please come along. It's going to be a great time. Remember, you can come on your own. All right, I'm shutting up now. Play the music. Emsolators, you're only a what-if away from creating the perfect holiday. And right now, Emsolation listeners can get 10% off selected hotels. Go to whatif.com forward slash listen for details. What if it's Aussie for travel? M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is Emsolation. Michael Lucas. Welcome. Wow. Saturday night, mm. every boomer in Melbourne descended upon the city centre, the Olympic Boulevard. Paul McCartney was playing mm. as well mm. on Saturday night, as was Sheik, Nile Rogers, and 
Lady Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. So I picked my dad up, the girls and I, and we drove in and just even getting a park because every boomer drove in. You should have mm. seen all the mini miners, all the midlife crisis cars are amazing, mm. all the mini cars, mm. the Mustangs, oh. the new Mustangs, a lot of those. Okay, yeah. And as we got, my dad's a lucky parker, so there was no car parks. He's like, drive to the front and then work your way back. I'm the lucky parker. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So we drive right to the front of the bowl and sure enough as we get there, a car is pulling out of the car park. Mm. So I indicate... And we're waiting and then another car's coming towards us and they start indicating. Oh, no. Right. Yeah. Now, to be fair, we're on a solid line, so I probably should not have been trying to turn into this car uh, park. But you had the three biggest hotheads in the yeah. world. Yeah, my daughter, Marcella, is a is robot. She, is she robot. a hothead? Is she? She grew up with me. I grew up with my dad in the car and then there was me. So three of us yell. Oh. So my dad winds the window down and sticks his tiny hairy arm out and just yells no at this Porsche four-wheel drive. Of course it was a Porsche four-wheel drive trying to pull into our park. And we'd been there 10 seconds before them. But they weren't even on the, oh, okay. the road. It wasn't a close call. No, no. there was no, okay. but they were like, well, you're on the wrong side of the road, whatever. Yeah. So I pull my car in front. We are in a nose-to-nose with a Porsche and my husband's shitty Subaru. And I looked at this Porsche driver like, I'm not afraid to damage this car, are you? <laughs> <laughs> so they they stopped and I ducked in mm. and they just kept the car there, just like menacing us in. Yeah. And I'm like, Dad, we might have to throw down. And my dad was ready. He had wow. his BMW silver good jacket on. Mm. He had his good hat on. He was fine. He doesn't care. Mm. And Odie, of course, is always ready for a rumble because mm. she's six foot nine. Mm. So the girls and I are all squaring up ready to get out. And then as we opened the doors, the, the, the people who were driving the Porsche saw us and must have thought they look like a hectic street gang. Drove away. So they just drove away. Oh. I'm sure they didn't see a little old man and three women and think, nah, not worth it. No. <laughs> you were intimidating. We were intimidating I'm in our sure sequence. You, you should have seen us. Mm. I had cowgirl boots on. Could, could have gone anywhere. Mm. I could have been packing. Mm. Who knows? <laughs> so we walked into the bowl and came Beautiful very night, wasn't it? Stunning night. Stunning. I want to talk about the audience. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a mix of fabulous gay men. Mm-hmm. Some kind of north side hipstery, cool yeah, jazz thirty yeah, yeah. somethings. Yeah. Just boomers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. drunk boomers. Mm. There were women there in um, disco helmets. Yeah. So a disco ball had been cut out to look like a, a bike helmet, like a stack hat. Disco ball stack hat. Intriguing. They were running around in that. Lots Ooh, of glamorous ponch- but safe ponchos as yeah. well because there had been a little bit of rain. And if there's a poncho, a boomer, and a white wine, you know there's going to be some sliding later on. Wow. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> and from the moment we got there, before Sheik even came on, they had a playlist on. It was like it was like Gold 104 playlist. It was uh, amazing. It was like over 49s dressed to impress no dinner yeah, nightclub. Yeah. So they were all there and they were, there was a, a middle-aged pot, mosh pit at the front. Love that. And they were there all like dancing, lots yep. of berets, oh, lots of neck scarves, yep. you know. It was amazing. And so Dad and I and the girls were sitting down just crowd watching. It was incredible. And there, was so, there were so many drunk 50 to 60-year-old humans. Like, yeah. I've, and it's a different kind of atmosphere. Yeah. It was whatever the opposite of aggression is. Okay. No aggression. Okay, just joy. Happy joy. Yeah. Happy to be here yep. amongst my people. No were one they, judged me. Were they getting out their iPads to take a selfie? So many iPads. <laughs> <laughs> so many iPads being held up, but very far away from there. We and the good thing about this John. crowd is, mm. yeah, they had to sit every five minutes, so it wasn't a stand for the whole thing. You could see their legs get a bit mm. tired, and they would sit down. Mm. And so um, Nile Rogers came on, amazing. Are you 
What a set. I know. I was just loving it. I did not realise that he was going to go on to play songs that he had produced. Yeah. I mean, Like a Virgin was played. Material Cuff Girl. It. Cuff It. My dad's favourite song was Cuff It. He really? goes, oh, Cuff It was the best one. Oh. Yeah, it was. He and Niall is a consummate professional. Amazing. He knows how to talk. He's like, yeah, I won the Grammy for this. And then, you know, um, this next artist I've been watching since she was a teenager. And now she's just, you know, global domination. Um, and I'm going, Dad, Dad's Cuff It, it's Cuff It, it's Cuff It. And he's like, yeah, and, and you know, I wrote this song for, with Beyonce. I'm like, oh, just Beyonce, just dropping Beyonce. Mm-hmm. So he plays Cuff It, so great. Madonna, all the Daft Punk stuff, mm-hmm. it was really good. Mm-hmm. It was hit after, it was all number ones, mm-hmm. right? The crowd would peak, fever yeah. pitch, it was so great. So much dancing, so much, like, there was so much marijuana in the air. The jazz cigarettes, <gasps> hectic. You look like you were positioned in an excellent spot because yeah. you were close but you weren't in the standing we were, area. Yeah, we were one section back from the standing <sighs> area and I sold my soul for those tickets. Don't you worry about that. Yeah, I bet. And then uh, it was time. So they take all of Nile Rogers' band stuff off and my dad's very carefully watching the instruments they bring out because he could pick which band member okay, Shaka was bringing sure. by because he yep. loves Shaka. Mm-hmm. He studies all her YouTube videos. And so they bring out an amazing percussion set. They bring out the um, tom-tom drums. They bring out, like, this huge keyboard. It was the whole thing. It's like, oh, she's got the full band. Dad was getting pumped, getting mm-hmm. pumped. So they come out. They um, announce Shaka and she, she walks out on stage. <laughs> well, she shimmies out. She can't, imagine a toddler who's being made to do something they don't want to do but they're totally fabulous. Ah. So Shaka kind of, like, waddles out onto stage with her hands kind of floppy. Mm. She's like, hi, y'all. She talks like Minnie Mouse. Really? She has the okay. teensiest, tiniest little voice and she's a small, small person. Mm, mm-hmm. And so Shaka then proceeds to open with four new songs. <laughs> what a way to kill the vibe. <laughs> four songs. Yeah. Doesn't really acknowledge the crowd. Says she's happy to be in Sydney. Oh, <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. Good for her. Does she ever say Melbourne no. or Melbourne? No. Oh. And even resorted to, how you doing, Australia? Uh, <laughs> Just a general country. Yeah. She's got the country right. Yeah, that's good. And then, <laughs> how you doing, Southern Hemisphere? <laughs> how you doing, not America? <laughs> so then she goes over to her backing singers, yeah. okay? And she, she starts introducing them, except she doesn't know their names. Uh. And she then in the, in the, has to admit, I'm sorry, what's your name? She's... What's your name again? The girl had to, she asked her three times. And can we just confirm that these are people that are on tour with her? They're yep. not locals that no, have been. Okay, no, they yeah. were flown with Shaka. Great. Uh, Shaka's backing singer. My Beautiful. dad knew them all from previous YouTube wow. videos. Wow. Yeah. And so then all of a sudden um, they finish singing. She finally on the sixth song gets to tell me something good, which everyone knew. Yeah. And then after that, they bring the tom-tom drums out for her. She smacks them twice. The mic isn't turned on. She throws the drumsticks at the drummer. And then <laughs> says something to the backing singer whose name she's forgotten, then walked off stage. Of course. Not, doesn't address the audience at all. So then the band is sitting there going, hmm. So then they start kind of playing. Then all the lights come up. Then it just takes on a sound check quality. Yeah. I don't think she needed a sound check. <laughs> I feel like this is a sound check they needed to have but didn't have. Yeah, yeah. So Shark is gone, she's gone, she's gone. Everyone's looking around going, oh, my is God. That it? Is that it? Yeah, you I were was... texting me going, I'm worried, she's left the stage. Also, critically, she had not pulled out the big hits at this stage. None. So you were staring down the barrel of I've come all this way, yep. I paid it, and I might not hear yep. the songs I want to hear. About ten minutes later, she wanders back out. Nobody knew where she was or when she was coming. Different outfit? Different outfit, different pants. Okay. She had some some glittery pants on this time. Then she proceeded to do some acoustic numbers, but the sound, her mic just wasn't turned on through front of house. 
You just couldn't hear her. Right. There was the sound was the worst sound I've ever experienced at a concert in my life. Wow. And my, my dad was dying a quiet death. And but was it bad for Noel Rogers? No, perfect. Oh. The, because Noel Rogers, he would have done a yeah. sound check. He's of a producer. He's a producer. Yes, of course. I don't think I think Shaka rolled in off the plane oh. and they just put her on stage. Yeah. So she did an acoustic set. No one could hear. Yep. Uh, and then finally, finally, I'm every woman's tracks up. Thank oh, God. The God. relief. It would have been electrifying in the crowd. It was, except she didn't really sing a lot of it. She just did the... She did a lot of, I've got it, okay. which is great. It's great. Okay. Look, I'm, I'm just here to say, if anyone's thinking I am casting... No, sort of... it's respect. Good for her. That bitch is 74. That's right. She's she here. looks amazing. Not that it matters, except that no. it does, but it doesn't, but she's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Her voice is still fucking A+, 10 mm-hmm, out of 10, mm-hmm. and she can sing whenever she wants. That's right. Like, I don't even care. Mm. So she does, she does I'm Every Woman. She does the Prince Stevie Wonder, um, I Feel For You. Oh, yes. She sings most of that. Great. Yeah, most of it. Yeah. And then it's time for, it, it's time. Ain't dun, nobody. Dun, 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 except the keyboard wasn't turned on. Couldn't hear the keys player. You're kidding all. me. No, you could hear bass, you could hear drums. That was it. So I'm going, oh, my God. And then she, she, she misses the start cue. Okay. Three times. Wow. Three times. I'm watching the band panic. And so, like, it goes, dun, 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 and then caption. Nah, she's not going now. She's kept talking. Thank you so much for having me. Have y'all had a good time? Dun, dun, dun. Cap, nah, she's not starting. Backing singers back off again. No one knew when she was going to start. I don't think she. And then Shaka just starts singing. Wasn't the right time. Oh. <laughs> wow. Amazing. But she did it. I was electrified. Did it sound good? She finished half an hour early. I mean, we love that. <laughs> good for her. <laughs> this. I think we should also say this particular song, Ain't Nobody, I think if you had to, if a gun was at your head saying what is your favourite song, it would Correct. it would be it. Yep. Em sang this at our wedding, my yep. wedding, um, as I was walking down the aisle. Yeah, I did. It's yeah. my favourite song. It is. And, I, I mean, I, obviously there's so many songs I love, but and it's, it's the got one, it all. It's the one that if somebody walked up to me, like Max Marks, and walked up to me and said, right now you have to come and make a song, you have to know it, word perfect, note perfect, you have to be ready to record it in 30 seconds and I will make this album with you. What's your song? Oh, that's really kind of nobody, sir. Like, I, if, I love if, it that you live in a constant state totally, of preparedness. I am. I'm on of the What happens line. if the world's greatest producer comes to you and says, totally. we're recording right now, you're on. Yeah, if somebody, like, <laughs> somebody walked up to me in the street and said, right, your life depends on this one song. Like, <laughs> Captured effortlessly. I could do it. I could do it. <laughs> you could have been in labour with Elio. Yeah, me in the mic. Like, and if Shaka had said, is Emrassiano here? I can't go on. Yes, Shaka. Mm. Could have done it. Well, wow. I bloody well I had to count her in, and I had to sounds cut. like you should have offered during well, I'm every woman. The audience, the audience was singing the wrong words. They they tried to oh, rush that out would of that because there's a double first verse, and people uh, always forget that. Not real fans. Yeah. So no, anyway, she finished half an hour early. Fantastic, great. We were home. <laughs> she was supposed Did to finish. Her and Noel ever performed together? No, 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 no. God no. She came on at quarter past <laughs> eight. She was off at a good, a nice nine forty. <laughs> It was meant to be 8 till 10.30. Wow. Yeah, okay. no, nah, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Good for her. Good for so her. Then, so then she sings Ain't Nobody and then she puts the mic down and just... Wanders off. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah. All Show's right. over. No, no bows? No. Nah. Okay. Because <laughs> she didn't No know, encores? Didn't know the fucking band's name. Oh, of course. But you know in that last bit you do the kind of... Oh, Ain't Nobody was the kind of encore. I think she left the stage okay. for 30 seconds right. and did a lap. Right yeah, in the back, of course. I feel for you. <laughs> so it was, I mean, it was terrible, but it was great. Good for her. And then I was listening to, as we were walking out, all these boomers bagger, and this guy, this white guy goes, oh, she wasn't very funky. I'm like, oh, first of dude. all, sir, first of all, sir. <laughs> Pot, like, kettle, black. <laughs> dude, 
Who uses the word funky in 2023 with your skin colour? No. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm, I'm saying really loudly to my dad, well, people who know Shaka know that she's on her own planet. She does what she wants. She's on Shaka time. And if anyone's ever watched her with Prince, people will know why that they were kindred spirits and soulmates because they did whatever they wanted. Dad, because my dad watches her every day online. Like he mm. watches everything my dad has consumed. Shaka mm. Khan and her, the Trump he's regime. He's your dad's Beyonce. They're, yeah, oh, yeah. The Trump regime. <laughs> what a combination. <laughs> nah, sometimes he just falls into the algorithm of a bit of right wing and I drag him back out. Shaka yeah, drags okay. him out. It's cool. fine. He's good. He's yeah. good. Anyway, so yeah, dad and I were defending her from all the foul boomers good. as we were walking out. Yeah. And then dad had a lot to say about the, the sound quality and lack thereof as we mm, drove out. Mm, but. Mm. That was my experience at Shaka Han's. Mm. Shaka Han. Shaka Khan. Mm. Good for her. Okay, go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my crowd, different. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you go along and see? I went to see Taylor Swift's Eras Tour. Good for her. Made me realise it's going to be, I think, a very different experience when the Renaissance Tour movie comes out because this was dominated by kids. Like, to be honest... It could have almost been the Wiggles. Like but were... that's because, remember, the mums are all in their 30s and we're like peak Taylor Swift fans, so they're giving Taylor to their daughters. Do you think it will be the same with Beyonce, though? No. 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 Yeah. Well, it was pretty obvious to see what the big hitters were. I mean, shake it off. Because actually we were at a crowd where people weren't dancing in the seats as I had imagined. Oh, okay. But it hit a certain threshold, and the threshold was when she started doing the 1989 set. Yeah. And basically... Half the audience just ran to the front of the cinema and it turned into a big dance Aww. movie and they were jumping up and down and singing at the top of their lungs. But I'm sure people don't need to be told what the concept of the show is, but I'm going to do it anyway. She basically, it's called the Eras Tour and it's very organised. She basically does a set for each album. Like the title comes up, this is that she begins with Lover. She doesn't do it chronologically, interestingly. Oh. I thought we might do a bit of a chronological tour through the career. My autistic brain wants chronologically. Mine too, not that it's autistic, but oh, anyway, let's not get into that now. But um, yes, I would have seen the appeal for that too. Yes. But having said that, I think she played it right because right. there was a certain thrill in not knowing what's the next album going to be. And also it meant, because let's face it, you've got Folklore and Evermore and I know they were different albums, but I'm just going to say it was Michael's a part one and part two. Michael's currently looking to James, I am. I'm worried that I'm who is a his religion. bona fide Swifty. <laughs> but do you think they're very similar vibe albums, I think it's fair to say. They're called sister albums. Sister albums, thank they're you. They're officially, James we've had that. Mike. I feel like James needs a mic in this Sanctioned. Segment. Can we get James a mic? Is that turned on? You can correct me when I'm going wrong. Okay. Is it on? Hello, James. Swifty James. Hello. Ah. Hello. <laughs> he has to sit through. I have to tell you, this man is not paid enough to sit through us, fumble through Taylor Swift facts week after week, and I know he sits there going, fucking hell. hell. Yeah. So now's your time. It's errors. <laughs> oh, not errors. Errors. <laughs> no, remember I said Eros. Oh, Eros. Eros. She's announced that Eras, it's hashtag E-R-A-S, Tour where bad geriatric Swifties, senior Swifties. I'm sure that's an acronym for something. Eris. Is it some sort of a? Is it or is it a? Or is it some something that happens with stars and the moon? Can you live Google? So there was a week of planning. Do you know James? James knows. It's Eris. 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 Like like her oh, different Eris. Oh my god. Eris. <laughs> uh, oh my god. But I, yeah. So anyway, genius idea. Yeah. Intensely long though because Had she's James, released. Have you seen the movie? I saw it opening night. <laughs> okay, why are we talking to you? So, okay, and um, were you dressed up? Uh, sort of, yes. I was very, uh, not glittery, but like bright. 
Mm. Okay, and what? How did you feel? Did you enjoy opening? Night? Did you enjoy the movie? I'm a huge fan of the Reputation uh, concert, the movie on Netflix. Yeah. But mm. the Eras was fantastic. Yeah, and it was three hours well spent. It was fantastic. Oh, it is it? three hours, and this is okay, we should say me. cut down. She cut has down? cut down some songs. Okay, but it's still close to three hours. Okay, so you were talking about the sister albums. Yeah, so I think it was good to mix it up because okay. it meant that you could change vibes. And I think we can all say, and I hope I'm not offending the Swifties, now well, I know who I'm looking at. Here. Yeah, okay, he's listening. I'm just going to put it out there and say 1989 is probably the most globally popular album. Is it fair to say that? Or certainly the one that has the biggest number of party songs on it. Yeah, I think that album might be her most best-selling. Yeah, yes, I believe so. The um, three songs I'm doing... Are from that one. (laughs) So she definitely held that to a key point. It was sort of in the last third of the concert. And it was an absolute explosion when that, when she started, I think she began with Blank Space. That was an explosive moment. It is, my husband just, I I would say, I would almost say that there might be a value in them releasing a version of it that's just eras for the casual fan. (laughs) Because (laughs) I could have, if I'm honest, done it in an hour and a half. My husband, interestingly, only knew the ones that she did with Max Martin, effectively. So he knew we're never getting back together. I know. Hi, gay. I know. Like, he was... He was just like, "What's this witchy one? I don't remember this." Witchy. And that was that was the Evermore era because she was she was wearing capes and going with orbs. It was I a bit Twilight. Love Taylor's witchy era. Do you? Yeah, of course I do. you do. It had a, it had a scented candle vibe like she could about move it. To Warren Diet and it was very yeah, Warren Diet. Yeah, I like that era. Yeah, it mm. was very, it was a completely straight up and down document of the performance. They did sometimes add some digital effects, like for example, when Reputation came on, they had digital snakes that flew out. I actually felt unnecessary. I, I don't know why James, they needed did that. you like the digital snakes? I did. I love the digital snakes. Okay. Reputation is my favorite album. I think that was when they were changing between the albums, the eras. Yes, they sort of had to put a graphic to sort of show people what album they were moving to. Yeah. And I think the snakes were iconic for that album. They were. The snakes were great. Well, I mean, you said yeah. unnecessary. Swifty says iconic. No, no, no. I liked that snakes were... I liked the snakes were, that were on the screens. It mm. was just that they they added digital snakes on... Anyway, look, okay. fine. Um, now, you had a question for James as to why she didn't do Taylor Swift. This was intriguing. Okay. So out of all of her albums, everyone gets a dedicated section. But one album, her first, in fact... Did not. However, I should just say there is an acoustic bit in the middle of it where she sings different songs every single night and she did sing a song from Taylor Swift. She sang one song from Taylor Swift and one song from Midnight, so most recent on that. But how did you feel about the exclusion of Taylor Swift as an album from the concert? I must clarify, Mm. my Swifty era began with Red. Oh. Didn't they all? Oh. Yes. So I I kind of feel and I, I, I kind of feel like her first album, people... It was a bit too premature. It was very country. And I feel like it just didn't have room to be on this massive global tour. And I don't think people are minding it. Oh, look. Oh, no, but you also had a theory about her and her name. What did you say to us? Oh, um, because she's re-releasing all of the albums that were pre-Lover yes. um, mm. because they're underneath um, mm. some company mm-hmm. that she does not have ownership mm. of Scooter her Scooter Scooter yeah. yeah. uh, I think it's been sold off now. Oh, no, it has. I think oh. when you look at it, I think Disney actually owns it. Oh, a company owned by Disney. Yeah, um, but she's releasing them in a specific order and she loves, uh, with her fans, she loves releasing breadcrumbs, little Easter eggs. And I do believe there was a statement where she made some convoluted sort of like hidden message where she sort of said along the lines of um, he took my date, he took my reputation and mm. he took my name or mm. she's planning on taking them back and they are direct links to the 1989 album Reputation and then Taylor Swift being her name. I mean... 
Helps having a Swifty on staff. It does. Mm. <laughs> Look, it was really beautiful to see all the kids really getting yeah. up and dancing. They loved it. I we, felt the same way about the old people. We unusually... Similar. Yeah, very similar. Mm. We went in and said, you know what, I think we're going to need an actual bottle of wine to get through. So we bought a bottle of wine and all I'll say is we were out by reputation. So we needed to go out and top up. <laughs> so Adrian and I... Adrian also, his... I was so shocked at his lack of Taylor knowledge. Like it was... Inc- I don't understand how you've been in Western civilization. Well, married to you. You know what? She, you know what always was my low point with Taylor? Well, for a non-Swifty, we've been going. I know, my low point. I know, sorry. <laughs> my low point was. Sorry, everyone. She released Reputation, the Aggressive Snakey album, which I quite enjoyed. Aggressive Snakey. Wait, yeah, is that the one that she supposedly was throwing shade at Katy Perry the whole album? No, uh, that was Bad Blood, which was on 1999. Look, I am mm. a Swifty. And what, was, was, was that one Kanye? No, it was Kanye because Kim, Kim had done That's Emoji right. Snake about her. I don't like your tilted stage. Yes. And Kanye had a tilted stage. I'm not a Swifty. But she obviously felt like I need to pivot and go back to a Shake It Off style pop. And so she had that song, Me. That was the lead. <laughs> single of Lover and she dro- she didn't perform it. So even though it was like, I think, a big hit. And mm. so I took that as validation of, yeah, she never liked that one. Either. Really? I think fans didn't get vibe with it and I think it got critically panned a little bit. I was happy to say that. My final, final oh, comments. God, completely done. Oh, oh, yeah, no, all I, you have to pay credit to the fact that she goes pretty hard for her. As uh, People will talk a lot about how she is perhaps not... A, a natural oh, dancer. Oh, here we go. This is fucking... Da- no. We yeah. thought this was she's not be- like a dancer like Beyonce's a dancer or anything like no, that. she's but like But just as a physical achievement, yeah. my God, she is on stage for a really long time and the voice holds the entire time. I did notice there was one song that she choreographed literally lying on her back and I respected it because <laughs> she would have needed a rest. But, man, her... She has to keep herself healthy to get through that and, and it was she's remarkable. she's a mezzo. Like, she's a mezzo-soprano. So, like, she sings up in her range quite often. She doesn't She doesn't go really, really high like Beyonce and she doesn't do runs, but her songs sit quite up there, so it would be taking a toll oh. on her voice box. She's not a singer. No. And don't come for me, Swifties. No. She's a musician. She's a hmm. songwriter. James? No, I totally agree. Some would say the greatest living American songwriter. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm. Sure. I mean, I'm not saying that. James is, though. I feel like some Bruce Springsteen fans, (laughs) some Neil Diamond, some, I don't know. I have a quick question. Yeah. Though, uh, when you did leave to go and get some top-ups, what what song did you decide to leave on? This will be controversial. I'm really worried. (laughs) Shit. I feel like I should leave the room. No. Okay. Because I left on a, I left on one song in yeah, particular. Yeah, me too. Okay. Okay, one, say that it's three. One, two, three. Enchanted. All too well. <gasps> okay. You left in all oh too well. It's ten minutes. <laughs> of I magic. know, I know. Look, she comes on and she's like going and she Isn't says, that the equivalent of leaving her like crazy in love? Nah. Not for me. I, I I like All Too Well, but I don't need the full 10 minutes. I just don't need it. And I knew that, like, it was an acoustic performance and I knew nothing was going to change. And also the theatre was playing the soundtrack in the foyer. So even though I left the theatre, I could left. still hear never her left. singing it. And I felt like I'm... just like being at a concert. Yeah, I knew exactly what she was doing. So that's why I chose to leave at that particular time. You left it. Enchanted? Uh, Enchanted because it was Speak Now and it was pre-read, so not quite familiar. Mm. I was like, All right. perfect time. So out of ten, what are you giving it? Can he Ben frantically typing away in the background? <laughs> <laughs> Look. I, I, like I, if you didn't have to fear for your life, what would you give it? What's, what is, if you're not a Swifty, what would you give If you were Adrian, what would you have given it? Oh, he would have probably given it a six and a half. And what are you giving it as a not a Swifty but actually a Swifty? 
I, I, I'm giving it a so I, I'm giving it a solid seven or eight. I mean, I feel like it's. I'm more dazzled at. <laughs> no, it's just it is for fans, and and I, I, I think her songwriting's amazing. But you mean in terms of this particular concert? Sure. Yeah. Look, I mean, I just didn't find it as dazzlingly staged or impressive as our queen's Beyonce or Madonna. Or Madonna. But but in terms of what Don't she's achieved culturally, oh, she's a fucking juggernaut. It's unbelievable. I cannot believe. It. I didn't even Beyonce know that someone coming could be to this the movies big. like it's a Westfield on a Friday night. I know. You're fucking powerful, me. Good for her. How can you have this much cultural power? She has all the power. I mm. bow. I didn't think we were going to see a musical icon that Anytime would be... Anytime we talk about it on the podcast, it gets 2,000 more listens. Does it? Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Swifties, hashtag Swifties. It's amazing. Also, I just want to credit, weirdly when I was thinking about it, I don't know that any... I can't remember someone who has laid out a concert quite like this, where it's literally like we're going to do album, 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 and I loved it. It was ordered. Yeah, it's ordered. And can I just say thank God that this magnitude of power has gone to someone like Taylor oh, and not yeah. someone like, I don't know, Joe Rogan. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He's still relatively powerful but not, thank God, when the world did decide to bestow this enormous amount of... I know. It went to a good to person. Her. Exactly. She's a good. A woman, a feminist, someone, a humanitarian, you know, like she looks after all her crew. I mean, sure. <laughs> Can I... She flies her jet everywhere and it's not great she for does. the environment but... No, she... come on. She's a good person and very, very talented and the miracle of keeping it together at that level of fame Agreed. for that long... <laughs> hilarious difference between her and our queens is I love Beyonce and Madonna stand in their power and almost at times like like they do convey an attitude on stage of like I'm yeah I'm the bitch yeah. and I'm here yeah. and I'm the goddess and worship me whereas Taylor is still at this point doing like they clap and she's like I'm sorry just for me you're still oh my god you've made me feel I just it's dazzling like she still is acting surprised and I wonder if at any point we're gonna have to say bitch you have been the biggest <laughs> highest earning star in the universe for fucking two decades now is it really a surprise that they're clapping I feel like what we're gonna have to do <laughs> get me protection that we're gonna have to release that chat as a separate podcast sorry <laughs> no I love it are you joking? Don't apologise. <laughs> All the Swifties will come. Ah. So good. What if you could grab Britney's new tell-all book, The Woman and Me, and whisk yourself away on holiday to devour its contents in peace? Well, you're actually only a what-if away from building your ideal don't-bother-me-I'm-reading holiday here on home soil. We all deserve a delightfully flimsy excuse to get away. And because What If have spent 23 years connecting us and exploring the country, they know Aussies best. Plus, What If is more than just hotels. Maybe you'd prefer reading all alone in a cabin somewhere or reclining in an inner city apartment. You can also book flights, car hire and things to do when the book gets too much. I mean, you know, that Britney book is going to get a lot. You're going to need breaks. Plus, lots of hotels are fully refundable, so you can book with confidence now and worry about the logistics later. Booking cancellation windows apply. Do it for yourself. Book on the What If app now because you're only a what if away from the perfect holiday with What If. It's Aussie for travel. It's Emsolation Extra. Haven't subscribed to Emsolation Extra yet? Here's what you've missed out on this week. Enjoy our deep dive into the newsreader season two with show writer, creator, EP and runner... Michael Lucas. Speaking of Lindsay and uh, William McInnes, this one's from Jodes. 
Did you write Little Chuck is Fucked or did William McInnes improvise? So good, five stars. Uh, so it, there was a line, Little Chuck is Fucked, but the idea to turn it into a song was William. Ah! And I loved it so much. And he, was qu- he said it to me on the day and he was a bit nervous about it, uncharacteristically, I feel, for him. I mean, William obviously is, you know, he's sensitive like anyone and when he presents an idea, he doesn't assume it's going to be a winner. And he was like, he was doing all these, like, disclaimers, like, just tell me if this is fucked, if this is stupid, this is... And then he sort of quietly said, I thought I could do a little song and dance. <laughs> and as if I am ever going to say no to that, I said, just absolutely go for it. Tell Emma she will love it. And I watched him as he went over and told Emma and I saw her face light up. <laughs> and then he just went for it. I'm so glad he did. I mean, it's so funny. Little Chuck, little Chuck, little Chuck is fucked. Little Chuck, little Chuck, little Chuck is fucked. Little Chuck, little Chuck, little Chuck, little Chuck is fucked. He's fucked. He's fucked, fucked, fucked. He's an amazing performer and that was one of the highlights. Oh, it was absolutely incredible. For all of that and so much more, subscribe now at msalation.supercast.com. It's Emsalation Extra. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is, 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 is M. Salation. Hey, I'm going to talk about some age-appropriate sex because... Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo! I tell you, there's a little show called Morning Wars, okay? <laughs> or The Morning Show if you live anywhere but Australia. Is it? Chella and I, we were wondering why yes, is it Yes, because called- we have the Channel 7 show, I think it's Channel 7, that's called The Morning Show, so they had to change the title just for Australia. Oh! Because Chella and Chella's like, it's the morning show, Mum. I go, no, it's morning wars. Look at the television. Mm. She's like, Mum, look online. And we had a whole argument about it, but it's both. Mm. You're both right. Right. Mm. This is a show starring Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, and it's all about breakfast television. But basically, if you've ever worked in early morning entertainment, it's extremely traumatic to watch. Mm. Uh, many people have said to me, don't watch it, don't watch it, don't mm. watch it. And so I didn't for ages and ages. And then I just decided, I got sucked in. I don't know oh, why. Oh, it's made for you, yeah, I think. Yeah, and season one of Morning Wars slash The Morning Show, great, fucking 10 out of 10. My parents are halfway through it now. My dad called me and he's like, just reminds me of what they did to you. It's, you know, like mm. a real, and I'm like, oh, thanks, Vincey. It's, mm. it's not, not exactly the same, but so season one, amazing. So then Chella and I decided to watch season two. Mm. Season two. Wild. Wild. Mm. Lost its way. It went into like telenovela territory. It did. It's crazy. I also want to just briefly touch on, not not in a judgy way, but in an observational artistic choice way, Yeah. the use of CGI filters yes. on our two leads. I know. Because no one else is getting that. They must have the budget of fucking Avatar. They must. I don't even know if it's them. I don't even know if it's just two actors in green zoot suits just and they're just projecting. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Their faces are so smoothed. Sometimes it's just nostrils and eyes and beautiful hair. Uh, <laughs> yes, all television images or film images that you see go through a process called a grading process. Okay. And so, and you, they've got you, the grader set at wipeout all facial features. <laughs> smooth. Well, what do you want? What do you want? Smooth, Jen? Yes. Just. I mean, I can't speak to this particular situation and I just want to first and foremost say that I have not ever been on a show where a cast member has asked for that. In fact, I also want to take the opportunity to praise... 100%. All your leading ladies look... Fantastic. um, I know. Beautifully, just beautifully lit. Yeah, but also they're... they're There's no fear. Exactly. Being who and they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not trying to look 20 years younger than yeah. they are or anything like that. Not that we're saying this of Jen because Jen looks incredible and not that it matters, but I feel there is enormous pressure probably from networks and society in general for to look a certain way if you're Jennifer Aniston. Yes, and there are instances now where 
for certain roles an actor will put in their contract that they want. Oh, this was this her contract was entitled. That they want essentially it's like face tuning. CGI budget. It's not dissimilar. The technology that they oh, have is just swiping b- the Paris filter across doll. Well, Paris filter. Yeah, but also you can isolate. Like sometimes. Oh, oh yeah, I, we can see that. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> because when they flash onto someone who didn't have that in their contract, they look like they've got the fucking plague. I know. Some what, people look like I'm like. Oh, God, one thing that leprosy? I really, really notice is that clearly they have opted to really defocus under their eyes so that you don't see, like, I'm sure it'll be very clear on this image here that when I speak, I've got a lot of wrinkles right under my eyes. All of that is gone for Reese and and yes. I, and it's biologically impossible for them not to be there at any age. Yes. But they're really, and it is quite stark because you'll see Reese delivering something, then it'll cut to the reverse shot of the other actor and then that actor is it's just like... like <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, they like all the look fantastic. But you go to the thriller film clip. <laughs> Basically, you're going from like Elizabeth Taylor Vaseline lens to... <laughs> and it's really, really startling. It is, it is an ethically complicated situation. <laughs> I do I do remember at once um, Rebel Wilson spoke out about Sandra Bullock's use of it. She's mm. a noted person. That, yeah. Yes, if you go and watch Ocean's 8. Then it makes me sad because it's like, oh, but it's not their fault. They've got under this pressure. You know, like imagine being a 50-something actress in Hollywood that's been there since they were younger and looked a certain mm. way and want to keep being employed. Like part of me, I'm not criticising it. I'm just... No, I know. I, I want you to know, but it's... When you watch, it's startling. And it's also like part of me is like, good for her. She's been able to demand it yeah, in a contract. I, like, totally. I get it. I get know, it. I mean, I don't, I, I'm the same. I don't, not judging. I don't want to throw any shade or criticise. But I, I, But I probably would want to celebrate I'd those. want to encourage them to drop the filter. Yeah. Well, yeah. well and also like speaking in my own experience, um, you know, Anna Torv is playing a character that has to be appearing on camera in the show, in the mm. fictional show, and then off camera as well. And she is very determined that, you know, on camera, of course her character gets made up and gets big hair and everything like that, but she, the show is about the chasm between on air and off air and she absolutely mm. wants to be photographed mm. completely naturally mm. and and which is sometimes uncomfortable for her as it is for anyone to see this huge 4K resolution image of yourself as you age and everything like that. But I she does it fearlessly. I think the film and television industry are kinder to women ageing than America is. Mm. I think Australian audiences and Australian productions, they often look like... People look their age. And, and British, I would say, as yeah, well. Yeah, British too. Gritty. Gritty yeah, British Olivia people. Coleman. British and, teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love to see some natural British teeth. Yeah. It's rare. It's nice. So anyway, so that's what you'll notice when you watch it. So we get through season two. Season three is started. Season three starts, they send Reese Witherspoon's character into space with no training. It's a hell of a first storyline. <laughs> Face and also with, like, no training but also, like, 24 hours notice. 24 hours notice. Like, face. Jen Aniston can't go for some reason, so they said, can you be on a rocket? And she's like, I'm yeah. on my way. So all of these things aside, we're not going to bore you with any more synopsisy stuff. What I want you to know is for the love interest for Jennifer Aniston, we we have John Hamm, Don Draper. Mm. Good one, get for the show. Totally good. And I want to know, I want to believe that Jen just said, get, get. Get me ham. John, get ham. Get me ham. I want ham. Because it's fucking hot. Like, he plays a billionaire, like, kind of, I don't even know who they're basing him on. Who are they basing him on? It's not Elong. 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 Or, or is it? Elong, or is it? Um, <laughs> well, well, if you look at Jen some of the paparazzi smiling. shots. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, if you Google John Hamm in grey tracksuit pants, you're welcome. Mm. Not that that's important. No, it's not. Jesus Christ. Um, 
yeah, who is he based on? Like he's 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 a tech billionaire investor, but he's kind of hot. No, not even kind of hot. Is mm. anyway. All this has been a really fucking long lead up to they have sex they and I was sitting with Marcella watching it and I know we don't feel weird watching sex scenes together. I don't know, make of that, we've watched so many, we're desensitised. But we love like we break down the, sh- the shots together and I'm like, oh, look at that. Jen went, f- like she took off all her clothes. She, she was topless but it was fucking hot. And I said to Chella, why is this so hot? It's hot. Mm. And I then want we're to thinking know that too. See, because they're age appropriate. Because oftentimes I'm watching an older dude with a ridiculously hot younger woman, uh, right? I don't think I can think about there was equal hotness, age appropriate. Mm. I believed it, mm. but it's so rare to see two 50-year-olds going at it on telly. Mm. Of the like, you know, do you know what I mean? We're so conditioned to that younger, older kind of. It's totally, rare. and mm. that's why I think it was so hot. Because I didn't, I wasn't questioning my ethics in the moment of feeling like a bit sweaty about it. Mm. And I just thought it was fucking, like, I've watched, rewatched that three times. Have you? Just that bit. I just should say, like, before, it's not terrifically explicit. I got the, in fact, not at all. Like, you basically only see his shoulders. It was enough. You see a little bit more of her. It was enough. Mm. It was enough. It's also shot, I, I would say that one thing about the morning show, the look of it is... It's not a particularly cutting-edge show in the way that it looks, and that sequence for me had echoes of, like, the love scenes in Top Gun. It seriously did. It was, like, blue light. Why <laughs> are you saying that like it's a bad thing? <laughs> no, I'm... That's bad. exactly... It That's was exactly the mo- what it is. That, it was that fucking scene. It was the scene from Top Gun when they ride on the bike together and they That's go right. back to her. That's that, exactly that what it was. Is, that was the blueprint for that scene. Mm. I also want to take it a step further and say they, Jennifer Aniston and John Hamm, have Taylor and Travis energy. That couple, mm. that couple has mm. the same Both energy. Both powerful. Equal-ish. She's, oh, yeah, right. Age. She's She's like, I'm a powerful, confident yeah. woman, but sometimes I just want Ham. Yeah, and also Ham's powerful and confident on his own. A mm. powerful, confident man wants a powerful, confident woman, which... We, we don't need this, but we want it. Correct. They're choosing it. <laughs> so why didn't you think it was hot? You fucking heart like a swinging brick. If this, <laughs> if this is more heterophobia, I will not stand for it on this show. Is this what this is? Hi, gang. It was just... Is this heterophobia? To me, it just... No, it's not even that so much. It was just the treatment of it felt very... Don't be snobby. Yeah. Think about it as a thirsty middle-aged woman watching it. Okay. Yeah, maybe that's my problem. (laughs) Look, it just felt very composed and very sort of... I know what you mean, but it just felt very carefully shot. Like very... Yeah, I know, of course. But actually the bit that got me that really surprised me that I, I must admit I did burst out laughing and it brought up an issue that I have in my marriage, which is it cuts to the next morning, right? Right. And so, like, we're panning up on the bed and you hear Jennifer Aniston going, oh, what a way to wake up. And so what is happening is they're both completely naked. He has slept on his stomach, head turned. She has slept completely naked, lying on his back. She slept the oh, night like that. Bite a dollar. It's gonna have to be so bad. Well, this is what that I is my up. worst nightmare. That me Scott tries too. to hug me in bed. I'm like, do not touch me. I know. See, look, we Adrian, Adrian is very he would huggy, sleep cuddly, He's very cuddly, face to face like this if he could. He can fall asleep very easily, and yeah. he would absolutely sn- lay sleep on absolutely top of you. entwined, or mm-hmm. he could, or have me lay on top of him like Jennifer Aniston did for John Hamm. But I 
don't understand how it's not a lack of love or anything or attraction or anything like that. It's just I'm not going to lose consciousness <laughs> if I'm sleeping. It's just you know, not going to happen. It happened once. You know what happened you, on our wedding night? Real, oh, that's because you're out till six o'clock in the yeah, morning. Yeah, smashed. Yeah. For me to fall asleep, we've discussed oh. the masks, the sheet, the pajamas, the the uh, the humidifiers. God knows what's going on. By myself in a yeah, bed. Like, yeah. You want me to sleep on top of another human? A moving, shifting. Right. The, like, oh. All their organs no, doing oh, things. With They're nothing twitching. on you, with no lavender, with no eye mask, with no earplugs. Mm. What do you want? <laughs> As if. I know that was that was hard for me to imagine. What would happen? I know. How it's does a she new do it? We, but, but it did make me think they wrote that. Are people sleeping like that? No. No one sleeping. If this like was that. a breakfast radio show, we'd be like 13, 10, 16. If he farted, it would just oh, be it's terrible. <laughs> or just anything. Like things leak in the night. It's not sexy. It's not sexy. And, um, she looked like she was very well rested when she woke up. But of course, every time she wakes up on that show, she's already in a full face of makeup. It's incredible. <laughs> and tuned. She's ready to go on air. She's ready. She's she's ready to sing Ain't Nobody. It's just, oh, it's a good callback. Good. Hi, good. Gang. Anyway, I thought it was really super sexy. Can you believe I'm stalling because I. I'm waiting for Britney's memoir to download. <gasps> Let me check. I'm checking. I know, I know. It's Hang on. The audio? The or... audio. Oh, your journey begins. Oh, my God. I've refreshed on I've refreshed on. Did Audible. you watch her audition for The Notebook, which is leaked online? No, but I did listen to Michelle Williams say, faux shizzle, are you across this audio? <laughs> are you across it? No. Nah. Okay. Does she lean into a southern accent? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So some of the audio has leaked online and there's a bit where Britney throws complete shade. sync was what people back then called so pimp. They were white boys, but they loved hip hop. To me, that's what separated them from the Backstreet Boys, who seemed very consciously to position themselves as a white group. sync hung out with black artists. Sometimes I thought they tried too hard to fit in. One day, Jay and I were in New York, going to parts of town I'd never been to before. Walking our way was a guy with a huge, blinged-out medallion. He was flanked by two giant security guards. Jay got all excited and said so loud, Oh yeah, foshes, foshes, genuine, what's up, homie? After genuine walked away, Felicia did an impression of Jay. Oh yeah, foshes, foshes, genuine. Jay wasn't even embarrassed. He just took it and looked at her like, Okay, fuck you, Fee. That was the trip where he got his first necklace, a big T for Timberlake. Fuck, if they gave out Oscars for audiobooks, I don't even know how to, I don't even know what word to ascribe it. I have respect for it, though, and terror and discomfort. (laughs) It's complicated. Okay, so there'll be no Britney Spears this week. I'm so sorry. I'll do one last refresh of my Audible audiobooks. It's a five-hour audiobook. Now, now her intro we found out was, what, 85 seconds? Is that what we found out? So she does, Britney herself reads, and her voice sounds like Gaga. Uh, she's like, she's in, I just couldn't bring myself to read all the trauma, so. Fair enough. Are you, what are conditions are you going to take in the book? Are you going to, I, I see you on a, a driving, walking, I thought driving, walking, driving. Yeah. You need to be in motion. Yeah, no, no, five hours. It's five hours and 31 minutes. Yeah. And I will have finished walk. it by the time. <laughs> Drive to Geelong and back. (laughs) No, I I know where I live. Everywhere's an hour away, so I'll get it done quick. So that'll be next week. But there's a little nice little tidbit of Michelle Williams earning her fucking doshed cash money. Fucking hell. Hats off. See you soon. Bye. Bye. This is Emsolation. 
Okay, gang, we'll speak next. Hopefully I've got all the Britney Spears information. Have a wonderful weekend or week ahead. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast. Each week we post a lot of the videos from the show. So if you're wondering what does Em's T-shirt look like, my Travis Kelsey T-shirt, I've started watching Quarterback on Netflix. There is a documentary about all the quarterbacks, the good quarterbacks in the NFL. He is a tight end, but he's kind of quarterback adjacent. So I've been, I've even started watching that documentary, but I can't talk about it because Michael's not a sports guy. So I'm, I'm still, I'm still right in. Don't you worry about that. And also, don't forget, there's a third show of the Taylor Swift tribute concert that I'm doing with Claire Bodich, Kate Miller, Huggy, a bunch of other people. Third show has been added. Tickets are still available. I think it's happening last weekend of November. I will be doing tracks from 1989. Just so you know. I am a hit whore. I'm going out there with the crowd pleasers. I'm not singing no obscure tracks from folklore. No, uh, 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 no, ma'am, no, sir, no kind they. I'll be doing the biggest hits. When you type Taylor Swift into Spotify, look at the top three songs. Mama's doing those. Okay, great. Have a lovely time. Until I next hear you or you next hear me, because I don't hear you. It's a one-way communication, which, let's be honest, suits me best. Okay, bye. Like what you heard and want more? m is a totally independent, neurodivergent, female-led podcast, which you can help support by subscribing to m Extra. Get exclusive bonus episodes every Tuesday. Question time with Em and Michael. Pre-show meetings. Videos of the podcast recording. Pre-sale access to live events and discount merch. A weekly newsletter and so much more. Help us by subscribing now or gift a subscription to someone you love at msolation.supercast.com or get the link via msolation socials. Msolation with M. Rossiano is recorded at Down the Hill Studios. Hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas. Executive produced by Benjamin Wosley. Produced by M. Rossiano. Edited by Ezekiel Fenn. Socials by M. Rossiano. Benjamin Wosley and Marcella Rossiano-Barrow with assistance from Jem Evans and Georgia Watts with videos by James Henderson. Follow us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast and join other Emsolators at the Emsolation Group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. Please take the time to share this podcast with a friend. Give us a five-star rating and make sure you're following us on whatever podcast app you use by hitting the follow button. Thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat with you again soon.